Hey y'all, this is Sam. And this is Steven. And this is Crimology. This is episode 30 and our season finale for season one, which means we got to go big, which is why we have our honorary members, Taba and Larsa with us. Hi guys. Hi. So this, uh, we're super excited. And so obviously we've had Taba and Larsa on many other different episodes and so we knew when we were talking about season finale and kind of ideas that we wanted them to specifically to come back and talk about this case. And so we saved, we have saved this case to be our season finale for a reason, um, because there's a lot of different opinions on this one. So we're excited to come together and talk about our opinions and what we think about this case. So this week we're going to be talking about Casey Anthony. I feel like this case is going to be a long one, so we're just going to jump right into it. So this case is about Casey's daughter, Kaylee Anthony, and this case has always been a pretty popular case, but recently one of the jurors from this case did an interview for the first time, so it kind of caused this story to come back into the headlines, so I also figured that now was kind of a good time to do this case also. And also because this is, again, a case that Stephen doesn't know much about. So we've got to educate him off to the side. Listen, I've seen the, oh, I can't remember what the what the network was, the headline news from, I, rem- I was old enough to know the name. It was just the full, the full story I don't know about. So this one I'm, I'm pretty interested in, excited to hear about finally. Finally, <laughs> finally, because we've been talking about this one for a while about doing this one. So, all right, perfect. So let's just jump right in. So Casey becomes pregnant with Kaylee when she was 19. At first, she denies the pregnancy altogether until she got to the point that you can't really hide the pregnancy anymore. And then she tells her parents the truth. The identity of Kaylee's father, on the other hand, is still a mystery to this day. Casey said it was either her fiance at the time or another boy who she had previously dated who unfortunately passed away in a car crash. So already after all of this that's going on, Kaylee is coming into kind of a crazy world. Two years later, on January 16th, 2008, Casey gets into an argument with her parents who she was living with at the time. Now, different articles say different things about what the argument was really about, but it all kind of comes back to something about how Casey was raising Kaylee. After this argument, Casey drives away with Kaylee and leaves her family home and doesn't have any communication with her parents when she's gone. So now we're at July 18th, a month later, and the Anthony family car is impounded. There's a horrible smell coming from the car, even after like the trash is taken out of the car. And even after like a light cleaning is done, there's still this horrible stench that's coming from the car. Cindy, who is Kaylee's mom, reaches out to uh, Casey, asking her just to get some information about where Kaylee is. She hasn't seen Kaylee in a month and is just wanting to get some information. When Casey doesn't really give her mom any kind of information about Kaylee is not answering questions directly, not giving Cindy anything. Cindy calls police and reports Kaylee as being missing for that month. 
So the next day, Casey is arrested after leading investigators on a massive goose hunt. She first starts by telling investigators that Kaylee was at her nanny's house, but that the nanny had kidnapped Kaylee. And that was why she was she was vague with her answers is because she is, it even hasn't seen Kaylee for a month because the nanny kidnapped her. This, of course, is not true. So already she sent police to the nanny's house. After telling police this, she says that she's got to go to work. And so if they need anything, they need to find her at Universal Studios, which is where she worked. Again, this isn't true. So she sent the police to the nanny's house saying that Kaylee's there. Hey, I've got to go to work while you guys go search for my kid. She actually is not working. So she's charged with child's neglect, lying to investigators, and interfering with a criminal investigation. So now is when Casey starts prison time. Now this will come up later. And so that's why I mention it now. Um, but she is arrested. And so now is when her prison time starts. So now we have this car. Cadaver dogs zeroed in on the smell from the car and recognized it as human decomposition in the trunk of the car. And also the same smell in the backyard of the Anthony home. So a forensic report from the car showed a strand of hair from the trunk was microscopically similar to Kaylee's hair, but it also showed character, sorry, character, whoa, big word, characteristics of decomposition. So that could have affected the test also. Uh, I didn't know if that was going to have to be a Massachusetts. <laughs> where you say it for right me. Where I say it for you. Anyways, I'm moving on you, before everybody starts making fun of I'm me. glad you got through that, Sam. <laughs> so this test or this test on the hair was done. An air sample was also done, which is new to me. I didn't know you could do that. An air sample was done and it showed chemicals in the air that are consistent also with decomposition. So now, just like the Menendez brothers, who we've talked about earlier, this case is talked about because in the month that Kaylee is missing, Casey is living her best life. She, she's going out every night. She's partying. She's traveling. She's living like the 22-year-old life. So she's just living it up. So because of the way Casey was acting, she was arrested and how the dogs and how they were acting around the car and all of the tests that were done, the judge at the time set Casey's bail to $500,000. Out of the blue, here comes a California bounty hunter who pays Casey's bond, hoping that Casey would lead them to Kaylee's body. I had no idea this happened before I researched it. So... You're looking at this as the judge puts you on this ridiculously high bond, and now you have somebody who you don't even know who comes and pays your bond and tells you, hey, help us out. Bring us to your kid. You've got to know that everybody thinks you did it. Everybody thinks that you are the problem and that you are the only person who can help. So it just like being Casey, I don't know. I don't know. That just blew my mind. So anyways, moving on. 10 days after she was released, she's arrested yet again for stealing and cashing checks from a friend. So her bond is now revocated, which means she has to go back to jail until until her trial. 
So now she's back in jail. On October 14th, Casey is charged with first-degree murder along with aggravated child abuse, aggravated manslaughter, and four counts of providing false information to police. December 11th, a human skeleton remain is found of a young girl less than a mile from the Anthony home. Ray Cronk was the person who found the remains, and later we find out that Ray even tried to convince police to search that specific area back in the summer when Kaylee went missing, which is just kind of a weird piece of information. December 20th, remains are confirmed to be Kaylee. No evidence of trauma was discovered from the bones, so investigators can't pinpoint the cause of death or even the date of the death. But duct tape was found on the skull around the nose, mouth, and jaw of Kaylee. So right before trial starts, something happens with this case that you're kind of like, excuse me, what? Casey's dad, George, was arrested after a suicide attempt. He was under the influence of alcohol and medications that he took from his home and was found with a five-page suicide note. So now the first thing that a lot of people thought is that he's guilty and he felt so bad that he just had, you know, that he felt like he needed to do this. And so it's got everybody wondering what is going on. I didn't read the whole suicide note, but I skimmed through really trying to see if I could find anything that made him sound guilty. And there's really not anything. He says things like, why Kaylee? Why Casey? Why didn't Casey come to help us? Like, why didn't she come for us to help? Why was Kaylee so close to home, but we couldn't do anything for her? He says things like he wasn't good enough for his wife. He wasn't good enough for the girls. He didn't do anything in their lives to benefit them. He wanted to go with Kaylee and he wanted to be with Kaylee. So basically you you think it's going to turn into this confession note. And it really just turns into this sad note where you're just reading the hurt that this man is going through. Really, it's almost like a to me it sounds just like a plea for help almost Uh, like a yeah definitely so after he's found he's taken to a hospital but he's never charged with anything after that arrest so now the trial starts the prosecutor opens with that casey is a party girl and she's just trying to have a good time and a kid doesn't really help that plan so she wanted to do whatever possible to get kaylee out of the picture And for the whole trial, that's kind of their one and only focus on this idea. Casey's lawyer comes and opens up and shocks everyone from the very beginning. He straight up says that Kaylee drowned in the family pool, that George was supposed to be watching her, and that George reached out to Casey to help him cover it up. He doesn't stop there. He then says that George had molested Casey her whole childhood and had taught her to keep a secret and hide things from people and that Kaylee's death was just something else they would keep a secret about and hide from everybody. So again, just like the Menendez brothers, when the trial starts, we now have the defendants who come forward with the sexual abuse charges. So this kind of seems like one that you know you're behind the eight ball on and you just gotta just take a big home run swing 
And that's and just see if anyone bites on it. And that's how I felt about the Menendez brothers. And that's how I feel about this one. And I know that's a contradicting because you don't ever want to, you know, look at a sexual abuse charge and say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it's just one of those things that now when you're at trial, now it comes out. So they do mention that Ray, the person who found Kaylee's remains, um, they said at the in, in trial that he was told to bury Kaylee when this happened so that they could. Um, so th- some believe that's why he was trying to get police to that area this summer when Kaylee was missing. I couldn't find anything about if this tr- part was true or not, or maybe he overheard um Casey talking about it and maybe that's how he knew where the body was but I'm not really for sure 100% how he knew the body was there when George was questioned about the abuse he denies molesting Casey or knowing anything about the drowning during trial they have many people who come up and testify in front of the jury one person is the manager of the towing company that impounded Casey's car he said over the years he's had an encounter sorry he's had encounter encounters with human remains left in cars and knows the smell by heart and testified that what he smelled in Casey's car was human decomposition let's just talk about that job and I mean the fact that you know what human decomposition smells like your job must be wild yeah that's not something that I would expect from a guy who owns like a car impound lot right a towing company is like I know that smell anywhere yeah this is what death smells like 100% like also where is like you know where is this impound at you know are we talking like is this in like I don't even know the proper way to say this like is this in like a, a bad part of town (laughs) right i get what you're saying (laughs) like that you're frequently smelling that smell that you know it like if you just know it by heart (laughs) right and you're an impound it may be time to move it might be time to (laughs) pick a different area um then you have casey's brother's fiance who testified saying that she had a first-hand account of watching casey and kaylee's relationship And she said that there was no way that Casey could have done this. A forensic expert goes on the stand to say the amount of chemicals found in the car led to his conclusion that a dead body was present in the trunk. This was knocked out by an FBI scientist, however, who said the levels of the chemicals in the car were around the same as the amount of chemicals just found in household chemicals, so like cleaning products. A software designer says during the time that the hours of when George and Cindy were supposed to be at work on their home computer, chloroform was searched 84 times along with terms like head injuries, ruptured spleen, chest trauma, and internal bleeding. However, he later comes back to say he was wrong and that chloroform was only searched once. Later on, Cindy reports that she was the one to look up chloroform. Um, one piece of evidence was a stain that was in the trunk of the car, but that's later knocked out because Cindy also said that that had been there since they had bought the car. So I'm saying all of this because imagine you're a part of the jury 
you got one piece of information and you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like that's making me lean one way only to have that information be ruled out by the next person that goes on the stand. So this is how this whole trial goes. You're basically ping ponging between these ideas. So this is how this jury is going. I think I even saw something that said that whenever Casey's mom looked up chloroform, it was because it was like a suggested, like, you know how you Google something and like, there's like three things that are kind of similar to what you Googled. And I'm pretty sure she said something like whatever she Googled was similar to chloroform and that she just clicked on it to be like, well, I, just, I was just wondering what it was. What in the world are you searching that suggested, oh, we tried chloroform. Well, you know, you can sometimes like search vague, like, how do I? And it's like, build a house. And I'm like, how do I build a house? You just search on it. You know what I'm saying? But that's so crazy that it said 84 times. And then just kidding. He came out of nowhere and was like, actually, my bad. It was one. It was just one. My bad. That's a big difference. I mean, she could have just, Stephen, back to what you said, she could have just been like a crazy houseplant lady. And like, what if she was searching like chlorophyll, you know, like. I think that's exactly what it was. was Okay, nursing student. (laughs) I'm just saying like, maybe, but I don't know if he originally said it was 84 times. Like, I don't know how, like, like Tabitha said, I don't know how you go from 84 to one, like, oh my bad, but. I also know absolutely nothing about like search engines and cookies and I just accept the cookies that come up, you know, so (laughs) I wonder how much he got paid to change exactly 84 to one time $83 exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how this whole trial is going ping ponging between you get this information and you're like, oh, 84 times like that's kind of sus and then he comes back and then you're like oh that's one time well then that's you know you're like now we're back to square one so just imagine you're part of this jury that's you're like okay this is exhausting so the closing arguments for the prosecutor is basically the same thing as their opener and the same thing they've held through this whole trial that Casey is a party girl that needed to get Kaylee out of the way Casey's lawyer points out the lack of evidence around the case and how things keep canceling themselves out and how the prosecutors don't have anything that proves Casey did these things without a reasonable doubt. July 5th, 2011, Casey is found not guilty. However, she does receive a four-year sentence and a $4,000 fine for lying to police But her prison time was canceled because, like I mentioned in the beginning, she was in prison for a majority of this time before the trial, which all of that time added up to about three years and the rest was credited for good behavior. So last month, I talked about um, an article or an interview that one of the juror members made. He did an interview um, saying that if he could go back, he would have pushed harder to get Casey's sentence for a lesser charge like aggravated manslaughter. He said that the group didn't have a good feeling about Casey from the very beginning. He said he thinks about this case literally every single day, 
and that when the group was sitting at the table about to about to announce their rulings they all had this moment where they're looking around just amazed at everybody amazed at each other that they were about to let casey go free he said prosecutors didn't really give them evidence that showed without a reasonable doubt that Casey was guilty of first-degree murder, which is why he said he wished he would have gone back and pushed for a lesser charge because he would have felt better doing that. So throwing this out there, if, you know, when someone's um, got a first or a first-degree murder charge, the question for the jury is without a reasonable doubt they committed this crime and so that's what he's saying is that like they couldn't prove without a reasonable doubt that it was Casey who did it but if it was something like manslaughter on the other hand you don't have to prove without a reasonable doubt um so that's why this case was brought back into the public recently is because he did this interview for the first time um so that's our case about Casey Anthony so with this being season finale, we're going to do things a little different. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about our sponsor for this episode, but then we're going to be back and we're all going to give our opinions on the case, talk about where we stand on the case. I don't know, maybe do a little bit of arguing back and forth. Um, and this will be the fun part of the episode. So stick with us um, and we will be right back. are back and now we are just going to uh, ping pong back between each other popcorn back and forth um talk about our opinions on the case where we stand on the case um i don't know maybe do some arguing arguing Ar no we're going to do some arg okay. argument maybe. my goodness gracious <laughs> leave me alone sam you would think after Thirty episodes, twenty nine and a half episodes. That I would get get my words right, but listen, you, I'm never. See, we can just be hopeful for season two. <laughs> um, so I guess we could start with Tava. Tava, what do you think? What are your opinions? Um, my first thought is, imagine yourself getting called to jury duty, and it's for a case like this. I mean. First off, I just don't ever want to go to jury duty. It just sounds intimidating and not something that I want to do. But then you're you're like sat on this jury where you have to, I mean, think, you know? It's just, it sounds exhausting. But anyways, um, I did not know much about this case going into it. So I do think that it's interesting that they kind of pulled that on the dad. Um, poor George just getting accused i think that it is reasonable to suspect that kaylee was killed by her mother casey um but i think i might even be the one to play the um card against the grandpa um george just for the sake of doing it um we all know how i stand on the menendez brothers we know that, you know, I mean, well, I guess we know my opinions. Just go listen to that episode. Um, so I think that it's reasonable to say that that's something that could could be true. 
Okay. Okay. It's quiet in the studio, so, right? I'm, I'm just trying to process everything. Um, Tabba, was that basically a plug to go back and listen to that episode again? Yeah, I just want everyone to listen to my episode. I want just to be, her episode. Just that one. I want it to be the most listened to. Hey, it's it's up there, up there with uh, Elizabeth Smart. Thanks yeah. to thanks to Crime Junkie for releasing the same episode as us. Yes. So, Lorsa, what's what's your thoughts? Okay, so I genuinely. I feel like I kind of agree with Tabitha in a way because I hate being the person or being one to discredit a sexual abuse accusation. Mm-hmm. Um, and with it was interesting to me with the fact that Sam, you know, Sam mentioned that. Um, George had been abusing Casey like her whole life in this way and had taught her to keep a secret. So I know that like the abusers are usually very good at like acting as if they are the victim. And so I think like when we talked about that, he was acting like, oh, I didn't know anything about the drowning. And like, I don't know, it was definitely not me. Um, I think the suicide note could have played a role into that, like him playing like he was the victimized and that's how everyone, how he wanted everyone to see him. Um, also, I think it's interesting that Casey did not know who Kaylee's dad was. And if she had been getting abused by George her whole life and had been taught to keep secrets, what is it to say that Kaylee was not George's daughter. That was a secret. Ooh. <laughs> so, I didn't think about that. I'm going to try and add in some special sound effects for that one. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So, but that that is where as soon as I, you know, read that and um, Sam, as soon as we talked about it, I just like instantly, that's where my mind went. And like, you know, she, Casey was only... 19 at the time she's 22 at the time of this trial like obviously George would not want the people around them to know like that a he had been abusing her sexually her whole life and b that they had a child together so mm-hmm. you know he probably could have told Casey got it into her head that hey like nobody's gonna know this is our kid and then after she drowned accidentally supposedly or what happened to her and she was only found a mile from their house like come on um you know killers often revisit the graves of their victims so why would it not make sense I mean it makes sense for George to have her less than a mile away from his home so he can go visit her every day to like help his guilty conscience wow so <laughs> literally my opinion was that Casey did it and like done deal that's it but I didn't think about any of this other stuff whoa Sam Sam, I was going to ask you what your opinion was but I think you might need some time to process what Larsa just said I mean (laughs) I, I honestly didn't think about I mean I really honestly thought George was not involved in any way and I think because we've seen 
again, you know, I've made my opinion clear about the Menendez brothers. Plug, go listen to that one. So I think when we did this one too, it was kind of the same like opinion about when the sexual abuse charges come up. You're just kind of like, oh, yep. Like we've been there and we've heard that story before. Um, So I guess I never thought about that George could have done it. Oh, Georgie. Oh, no. What are your opinions, Stephen? Having this being the first time you've heard this. this. Yeah, this is the first time I've like, you know, fully heard the, you know, you know, beginning to end of it. Um, You know, originally hearing this, you know, it's, oh, clearly, you know, clearly Casey did this. Right. Yes. Straight up. I mean, the the prosecutors make a, you know, make the good point of, Mm -hmm. you know, she's 22. The baby isn't really you know adapt you know it's not jiving i'm gonna use jiving because i'm because i'm 90 years old years old tonight um it's not you know it doesn't really mesh well with her with how she's living her life true but hearing you know but with really that's all that she's going on you know like that's the only thing that they're really trying to you know peg this on her it's just this this idea idea yeah. it doesn't really make you know i i can see why they you know they went the way that they went the jury but you know there's you know there's part of me that still thinks you know she's still done the she she had still committed this crime but also you know joining on Lorsa and Taba having that thought, well, and not necessarily even thinking that George did it, but that it was somebody else or, you know, something like that. But there's not really, you know, true hard evidence to be able to pin this on her. So, I mean, I kind of, I see, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence on this one because I can see it either way. I mean, listen, I'm... going from a hard left to sitting on the fence so here we are um who would have thought that us getting together would have changed my opinion on a case completely i had no idea about that bounty hunter coming and bailing her out no idea until i researched this um so that was something different that i learned about this case because i would no idea um also sam i have a question so you mentioned I I'm um, a weak link here, and I did not research very. I didn't research on my own. I'll just be upfront. Um, you mentioned that when they found her remains, that she had duct tape on her like face. Uh-huh. Was that like? Did you see if that was like residue, or had that been like? Was it a legitimate? piece of tape on her skull that would have been placed after the body was decomposed and that's something maybe Stephen and Taba can research the skull picture I don't think every time I think there was a website that said like actual pictures of the skull I never looked at it not for any particular reason I just never did but I thought the same thing when I looked at the articles that I had it just said that there was duct tape and I was like, listen, duct tape fix wonders and it does amazing things, but could it have, 
I mean, I, could it have stayed on like that? Um, and so I was like, uh, Steven's blowing up, so maybe he's got something. Um, I, I don't have the exact answer, um, but this is from Reuters, um, and I'll just read the headline on this. It said, FBI expert found heart shape on Kaylee Anthony duct tape. Yeah, hold on, let me... Like the duct tape was in the shape of a heart or like a heart shape was cut out of it. Because Tab is going through a website that I looked at and it was like, here are like the pictures that were used in the trial. So it's the pictures of her clothes, her, um, but it, it, and it shows a picture of her skull, but there's no duct tape on the skull, but that could, like, it could have been removed, um, to do testing, but when I look through these pictures and like here, it's got the skull, but it's all blurred out. Like you can't tell what it is. So I gotcha. So on the, on that Reuters article, it's a, this is, um, we'll link this in the, in our episode page. Um, it said, this is from Elizabeth Fontaine. Um, she is an FBI specialty specialist in late latent fingerprints. Uh, she said, other than saying it was in the shape of a heart the size of a dime, I cannot go any further. Uh, she said that the heart outline looked like the same sort of residue left behind by an old adhesive bandage that had been pulled away from the skin. She, in these pictures, I mean, again, all of the skull pictures are blurred out, but you do see like a little piece of like green, which could have been duct tape. Um, and so, like, that's the only thing besides the skull that you can tell is that there's this piece of green. Um, so that could be the duct tape, but it never makes it clear. Um, that's, that's even more interesting to me, because if the duct tape had been placed there post-mortem, post-decomposition, like, you're telling me... Like, that's just even more evidence that whoever was a part of this case, which could have been Casey, because um, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, in my opinion earlier, I wasn't saying George was solely responsible for this. Right, like, I right. do believe that Casey played a role in the death of her daughter, but that's just, like, the duct tape thing is just kind of wild to me, because especially if it's in the shape of a heart, like, you're telling me that she's a mile away from their house I I don't know I just feel like something there must have happened after the fact like they were going back and visiting her gravesite because they knew where it was you know and like yeah. I don't know why they would choose to put a heart-shaped piece of duct tape or adhesive on her skull but I mean, I don't know. I've never killed somebody and felt remorse for it. So right. wait, so are you saying that you have killed somebody and not felt remorse for it? <laughs> I plead the fifth right there. Can can go no further. <laughs> um, but no, everything I found just said that there was duct tape. It does you know, around the head, the nose, the mouth, and like the jaw area. And like it doesn't really give any kind of other information some articles say that like there's a there was tape like a, over there like several feet away from where her body was found but that was something that i was like duct tape like whoa yeah um but yeah 
Okay, so here my thought process here is that what if in the court case, even if she Googled it 84 times or only one time, what if the Casey's mom, so George's wife, George's wife, girl, was searching chloroform because George had admitted to her what he had done to their granddaughter with Casey, and she was trying to understand what her granddaughter went through. And then George was like, okay, I can go, um, you know, commit suicide now and act like the victim instead of the guilty person. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I agree with you, Larissa. I, I kind of thought the same kind of way. Um, but I mean, I just, there's not a lot of things that someone can come to me and be like, hey, I did this. You down to help me cover it? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. So who would who would one of those people be, though, Tabba? Same. I was about to say, don't come to Tabba, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. As I was saying that, I was like, actually? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, it's just something this big. Well, okay, so if our theory is correct and that George ends up being Kaylee's dad, does he admit to everything? You know, like, does he tell or does the mom already know? Is does it the mom know he's the. Oh, my God. Is it this Menendez brother thing where the mom knows that the dad is sexually assaulting the kids and is doing nothing to prevent it? Is it this bigger thing that everyone thinks? You know, it's like, what if I because I know with like trauma responses sometimes that people just absolutely just they just shut down. It's like, what if he did confess all of this to her and she was like, oh, like, oh, my God, like, I I don't even know how to respond to this like mentally. I I need to figure out like how how they're both living or how all three of them, I guess, are like living their lives after this trial is over because like if they got divorced like that would make a lot of sense to me it really would yeah or like if Kaylee and George are still like like what if she still like lives with him or like Like closely associates with him but she doesn't with her mom like those I don't know those would just be things that I need to look into I think because I really feel like the dad had something to do with it like, she's not just going to straight up be like, oh, if I can, you know, get my dad to take the blame for all of this, like, I can just go live my life. She's not just going to abuse, you know, like, accuse him of sexually abusing her all of her life. I, w- I wouldn't think mm-hmm. she would anyways, just to get herself out of this trial. Like, somewhere, all of that is tied in and true. Yeah. But where it's tied in and true is the question. And it's just odd that George is the only one that shows remorse for it. Like, yes. the mom is only mentioned whenever she says that she was the one who Googled it. Um, obviously, this is all about Casey, but George is the one. I mean, and if he ends up being this bad person that has been doing this for years and years to multiple people in his family, you know, like, ends up just being this terrible guy. It's interesting that he's the only one that showed remorse in the way that, like, he's the one who tried to commit suicide. Whoa, I didn't think about it that way. Exactly. Uh, let me let us just drop some bombs into your theory, Sam. I honestly, I, I literally came into this case like open shut. We are done. Didn't think about the suicide note as anything other than like, like Steven said, a cry out for help, like a depression note. And 
here it is like something that could have been like the biggest cry for help because you done did did it oh my gosh yeah and it's just I feel like no offense to the guys out there but wait hold on (laughs) I feel like the suicide note in the way if he really was an abuser and like he's doing this like for cry out for help like that it just seems like such a guy thing to do I I do agree with that it's just it's just such a like oh (laughs) poor me I just can't go on with life anymore but like really really you know I'm not saying that men's mental health doesn't matter because it does it very much matters but like really you know (laughs) and it's just interesting I mean this theory still doesn't prove how Kaylee dies but it's interesting that if the drowning situation is the truth um that I wonder if maybe that was George's fault like if George was the one that was supposed to be watching Kaylee and she drowned or whatever the fact was but I wonder if that was something that Casey kind of went up against him and was like well we have to cover this up like we can't come forward with it and I wonder why why that was a thing and why she they felt the need to just not just say it was an accident you know like she just drowned I wonder why they took it to the extreme to go and bury her themselves and then why Casey felt like she needed to share this anyways but yeah like you said if Casey and George are still close or even living together now that'll be interesting after she made it public that she had been sexually assaulted her entire life by her dad. And then if all of this happened, I mean, I get it why you wouldn't let Cindy in on it. But at this point, why wouldn't you let Cindy in on it and be like, hey, yo, here's what happened. Don't go call police and call and mark Kaylee as a missing person because she's not. We know exactly what happened to her. Uh, so many more questions but because just of this podcast. My criminal, my criminal mind's background totally creditable just tells me that like in in a trio there's always the weak link so what the mom was obviously going to be the weak link and like the dad and Casey knew that if they told her like they would be toast and back to Taba what you were saying was like how you don't know why she would like say okay well we have to cover this up like you can't take the fall for this we can't let people know what happened what is that I want to say it's stockholder syndrome. Is that what I'm trying to think of? Like where um, the abused person, like, I know it's typically said that it's like they fall in love with their abuser. Like Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. Maybe it was like a case of that since it had been going on for, I'm not going to say 19 whole years. Life. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully he wasn't abusing her when she was a newborn. But I mean- for probably at least 15, 14, 15 years, you know, like maybe she was experiencing a little bit of that. And that's why she felt the need to protect him. So this was a good episode. And it was one that I filled out to do like weeks ago. And then for some reason, just kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back. And as I kept coming back to it, my notes were growing and growing and it's now the longest, you know, my notes normally are like two to three pages. This one's like five or six pages. So like I kept adding notes to it and kept adding notes to it. 
And as I would edit my notes, I was like, this has got to be a case where we bring everybody on and we talk about it. Um, and so this is what's fun about, not fun about talking about cases, but I guess fun about talking about cases is because you can get different ideas from people and you can like, I never thought about George because for me, George was completely off the list of people who were guilty or could have been involved. And so that's what, that's, what's fun about doing this podcast is being able to all four of us get in a group text and be able to say like, well, this is what I think. And you're like, no, you're wrong. This is what I think. Um, and so that's what makes this podcast so fun. So thank you guys for letting us do it. So, okay. So we've all kind of spoken our piece and obviously the, the podcasting part of this won't work. Um, Tabba, what is your, are you saying guilty or non-guilty? The dad's guilty. George, George is guilty. Okay. Lorsa? I am agreeing with that. I'm saying that George and Casey both are guilty. Yes. Yeah. Sam? Yeah, I think after everything, I think I'm thinking that both of them, which is completely i mean i om- i only had it all on casey but i i mean yep you both brought up good points so i think both of them are guilty steven well since there uh, since there's a three to nothing already i'm not even gonna no i'm just kidding um <laughs> no i'm kind of you know i'm kind of leaning more that way the more as we sit here and kind of talk and i can think about it that's i'm kind of leaning more towards it was you know they both you know, they both had involvement. involvement. Thank you for finding a word for me. Um, involvement with the death. Um, now, if I had to pin it on somebody individually, I'm still going to place probably more blame on Casey. Yes, yes, I fit in that boat. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. So, what a good case! Hey, look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> So this was uh, episode 30. So this is going to be our season finale. Like we've said, we're going to take two weeks off. Um, these next two weeks are just going to be vacation and family time for both of, both of us. Um, and so we're going to take two weeks off. We're going to come back with season two. You might not notice a whole lot of changes when that happens. But it's really just going to be a lot of changes for us on the back end of things. Um, and so we're super excited. So like always, thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting us and for letting us do things like this. Um, and thank you for Taba and Lorsa for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Thank you for letting us. So quick programming note. So whenever we, uh, when season two drops, we're moving those to Wednesdays. Um, so we'll be back. Um, it will be the. 22nd of September, which seems like a long time away, but that'll give us enough time to vacation, see family, take, and then get back into take life. Take a break just for a little bit so Sam can stop coming over to my house so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so we'll make all of this known and um, on social medias. We'll probably still come in with a little reminder podcast. Um, in a couple you know in that time frame that we're gone to remind everybody but new dates that we're um publishing different cases but we've still got the same social media so make sure to follow us at crimology pod 
Make sure to send us an email with any suggestions at crimeologypod at gmail.com. Um, continue listening and supporting us. Um, and just thank you, thank you, thank you. So obviously no Florida man this week, weren't we? Um, I do have a funny story. Uh, it came out of Tulsa, Oklahoma this week. Uh, I'll, we'll share the video of it. Um, so I still have to do this. Um, the question for all of you, and this is, I, I love being able to ask these questions. Um, so with it being not quite the dead of summer now, we're getting on the end, but here in Oklahoma, it feels like it's about 140 degrees every day. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to ask Tabba first. So that way you can start thinking of your answer. What is your best way to like be, you know, get cooled off quickly? Oh gosh. Um, get cooled off quickly. Yeah. I mean, just turn a fan on, I guess. Okay. Cooled off quickly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lorsa. Um, so we're going back to my nursing school roots. The quickest way that I can think of cold compress, lay in front of your AC, grab some ice packs. If you got them cold shower, light clothing like don't have on a sweatshirt you know but I mean I typically I just jump in a cold shower and like lay in front of the AC until I feel like I have hypothermia good to know thanks nursing (laughs) student Uh, Sam what can you can you add upon any of this or what would be your best way my mind went straight to a snow cone oh oh of course you're going to the the food route okay so I, I don't even have an article to read for you guys. I'm just because I know this one. Um, so over the weekend in Tulsa, uh, I believe it, I don't know if it was fire or police, but basically uh, uh, first responders were called out. Um, they, they thought that there was a dead body laying in the river in Tulsa. You, you know, I know what you're talking one. about. Yep. Um, so they come, you know, they're walking out there. The river's down enough to where, you know, there's sand, sediment, all that. And they come out there and they get out there and they kind of start to move the guy and he moves. <laughs> and basically it was, this guy was just hot. So he was just cooling off in the river. There. I remember <laughs> seeing this, me and Tim are dying. <laughs> I remember seeing this video and like police are walking up and the dude's like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I just trying to cool off. That was so funny. But the the article, I can't. I think it was Tulsa Fire or something like that. They said, they said, yeah, there's plenty of other better ways to cool off than laying in a river. <laughs> so no Florida man, but good old Oklahoma. But a good old Oklahoma man. That's right. <laughs> so that was episode thirty. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for listening to us ramble for thirty episodes. We'll be back for thirty more in a couple of weeks. Um, like always, this is Sam. This is Stephen. This is Taba. And this is Lorsa. And this is Crimology. Mm-hmm.